which is a series of inspiring conversations with remarkable working women. And I am really, really excited to be talking today to Hillary DeCesar. Hillary, welcome. Katie, thank you. I am so excited to be here, especially after our conversations that we've had. It's going to be awesome. I think so too. And instead of me trying to paraphrase everything about you, can we start with just a little bit about you and how you got to where you are today? Mm, okay. So, <laughs> so before everyone starts to fall asleep, because I go through all these different, let's just say my life has been a series of relaunches. And we're talking professional relaunches, personal relaunches. We're talking individually, like, you know, massive ones, health ones, you name it. And there just seems like they just keep as we hit the mid zone, right? This, you know, mid midlife moment, there seems to be even more. And as we get in more and more in the sandwich generation, where we got our parents and we've got our kids and everyone is, you know, coming around saying, you know, I need, I need more of you. I think that my journey has been through fortune 100 company. I worked at Oracle for 10 years. Then I decided I'm going to start my own businesses. I'm going to get into being an entrepreneur. I had the privilege. Uh, through Ray Lane, the president of Oracle, he went over to Kleiner Perkins and called me up saying, I need you to come and do a three-day coaching session with all of our execs on our portfolio companies. And I thought, you know what, that sounds really great, but I just had this baby like three weeks ago. <laughs> what am I going to do? And he said, we'll wait for you like two weeks. Can you do it then? And somehow we made it work. And I remember having, you know, my baby like, you know, in one of the rooms with, I brought a nanny that day and it turned into this amazing adventure, but that was, you know, over 20 years ago. And through that, there's just been this series of, I had melanoma and my kids had, you know, issue. I was a single mom with three kids. I, you know, launch companies. I had successes. I had failures. I had board members that ended up trying to take the business down who ended up federal prison for three years. I mean, it just started to be like, my gosh, there is so much going on that I can't be the only one having these relaunches. So the company that I have been working in and on for the last few years is the Relaunch Co. And I finally, I finally woke up and said, you know what? I know exactly what I'm supposed to be doing with all of the different relaunches. I need to help women. And this is funny because I help women with groups with one-on-one -on -one, and I help men with just one-on-one. -on -one. I help relaunch them from wherever they are into another successful version of themselves, businesses scaling, selling them, you know, sometimes for, you know, million dollars, sometimes for 250 million. And again, making sure that at the end, they can answer the question of, are you doing this for the money? Are you doing this for the, the purpose driven part of it? Or are you doing for something in yourself, which is a lifestyle of success? And I got to tell you, I somehow draw in the people that are like, wait, 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 I want that lifestyle of success. That's me. So that is, that is Hillary's relaunch in a nutshell. I love it. Well, let's let's talk about, let's see, where should we start? I think what we should talk about really in terms of relaunches is the other day I was writing something for a client and I said, you know, in uncertain times and my client said to me, what are you talking about? This is the normal now. It is uncertain times. And of course she was right. But 
This level of uncertainty, this ongoing uncertainty can create a lot of inertia, a lot of people feeling very stuck. So how can someone get past that and sort of hit the reset button and relaunch and stop, as I know I've read in some of your writing, living a life on autopilot? So it's interesting because I get that a lot in terms of this is the new normal. We're in the new normal. And I say, you know what? There's nothing normal about what we're going through right now. There are things that are happening in our lives that have never happened in the decades since we've all been alive. We've got, you know, wars happening. We've got pandemics. We've got global changes. This is the new different. It truly is. The new different is now what we have to accept to be our future. And so when you talk about something like that and you say, how do you, how do you relaunch yourself? Whatever it is, you know, personally, if you've had, uh, you know, I've, I've had people come to me where they are trying to figure out how do they get out there, find love again? How do they, you know, figure out how to end a relationship, a marriage? What do they do? I've had people, you know, that are now starting to look at, you've got the hybrid workplaces, you've got the great resignation and people are waking up and it's the great realization of what do I really want to do? What do I really want to do and how do I do it? How do I get there? And one of the ways that I have encouraged people to lean into is, Katie, you remember in the 50s and the 60s and the 70s, it was all about IQ. It was all about how intelligent are you, the steps, the problem solving. And that became this overarching way of having success with your leadership, with your personal life. And then it moved into, well, wait a second, there's something missing there. Now it's about emotional quotient, EQ. And that was in the 90s. And how empathetic are you? And do you understand people's feelings? And then they started to have this whole thing around, are we going to have to silo those forever where you have the EQ, you have the IQ, you have you know all of this, and how are we going to make it into a person that you're really excited to be? And what I realized is you can't. You can't do that. You have to be thinking in a very different approach these days. 3HQ is all about getting into that heart center, getting into your why, getting into what really matters. What emotions are you feeling, right? Tap into those again. We've like eliminated them. We've like put those behind doors yeah. and then get out of your head. And as you were saying, you know, this whole idea around people now are having a really tough time getting out of autopilot because they're so in their head. They're so like, can I really do this? What should I do? Is it my time? Am I too old? And what all of these are, are these limiting beliefs. And so in that head part, I have something called bugs, beliefs, underground surfacing. Those are those pesky things that keep slowing you down in your progress. And once you get your heart and your head connected, that's when you really can start to become a manifestation magnet. That is 100% available to each and every one of you because then we can tap into our intuition, leverage it, and get to our higher self. And so it's the heart to the head to the higher self and the higher self being your best self. Your best self where you're like, I never thought it could be this good. I never thought I could get there. I knew other people were doing it, but I didn't think I could have that. Or people are like, I thought I could have it, but haven't been able to make it happen. And Hillary, why is that? Why can't I make it happen? And that's when they come to me. Well, is there one thing that keeps people from making it happen that you can sort of self-correct? 
I, I really believe that people often say I'm having a midlife crisis. Hillary, is this a midlife crisis? And I'll say, no, what you're really having is a midlife identity crisis. That's what's happening. It's an identity crisis. And what does that really mean? The one thing that, you know, let's just, let's just nail this and let's make it super simple for everyone. If you are feeling pushback in any of area of your life, like, gosh, I, I, I move forward, but then I'm two steps back. I've got, you know, I can't quite seem to get that great relationship or I can't quite seem to, you know, keep that business going. You know, I, I can have two to three months of success and then I go backwards. And nine out of 10 times, it's because you have a bug, you have something that's creeping into your life. And when you have a thought and you have an emotion that are repeated over time, the same thing over time, over time, over time, it creates your belief. And we are 100% behind our beliefs. Whatever we believe, it's our reality. And so when you think about your thoughts and emotions repeated over time, create your beliefs, that's your identity. Your identity is where your beliefs are. So if you aren't obtaining that you know, you're trying to go from six to seven to eight to 10 figures, or you're in a corporate job and you're trying to get to that next level, you're trying to move up, you're trying to get into the C-suite, you're trying to stay into the C-suite, whatever it is, a lot of times you can look at where did you think you were going to be at this point in your life? And if you're not there, if you're not there right now, it's 99% percent of the time because of your limiting beliefs, because of your bugs. And that's what's holding you back. So we think willpower, let's get through it. I'm just going to drive, drive. I'll work more hours. I'll work more, you know, I'll work harder. I'll work weekends. That's not going to get you there because you're always going to go back to your identity and your belief system. So unless we, you know, shake this thing up, Unless we come at it from a completely different way that does not seem like it is the logical way, you're going to continue to stay exactly where you are, stuck on autopilot and frustrated. It's interesting because what the way that I interpret that is I, I have read and been told and learned myself that a lot of what we do, you're calling it bugs, are dictated by these scripts that we write for ourselves. And a lot of times we've written a script that is basically not true. And so it's a question of figuring out, you know, what is true, what isn't true, what is true anyway, that doesn't ma even matter. And I know you have this six-step belief blaster method to try to get rid of some of these limiting beliefs. Can you share a little bit of that method with us? Absolutely. And I want to preface this with, as you just said, you know, it's these ideas around what's, what's really truthful. What are the stories we're telling? And, and I, got, I guarantee you, there are people listening right now that are hearing me and they're saying, they're telling themselves stories about the stories that I'm telling you, right? So it's like a story about a story about a story. And what are you really ultimately thinking? And when you think about a belief is what you believe is factual. How many things are truly 100% factual? All right, your name is Katie. My name is Hillary, that's a fact. I am a female, you're a female, fact. But when you start to really look at what is factual, there aren't that many things. Everything else is your belief system, everything. So the way I look at it is this, you are stuck in a paradigm until you decide to deal with it. And sometimes those bugs, think of it like you're in the hallway and I call it hell in the hallway because you've got all these doors that you have closed 
And why have you closed them? Because they're too painful. It's the trauma. It's like, I don't want to deal with that. I'll deal with it later. But here's the thing, your bugs, your beliefs underground, they're not willing to stay behind those closed doors. They're coming out in the people, the little peephole, the little keyhole. They're coming out underneath the door. They're opening the door ever so slightly and the bugs are starting to crawl out. And once they start to crawl out, I'm sure that you and probably your, your listeners can relate to this. You leave something on the counter and you see right before you go to bed, you see like one ant or two ants and you're like, oh no, they're ants. And then you kind of take care of it, but you don't really, you don't clean it up as much. There's still sugar over there. And you wake up in the morning and there are ants everywhere in your kitchen. And you're like, gosh, I should have dealt with this. That's what I'm talking about. It's, you might be seeing one or two of the ants coming out, one or two of these bugs, but then you all of a sudden have like this infiltration of all these horrible, you know, bugs and reminders and things. And it usually is when things are starting to go great too. That's the craziest part. Why is it like, oh my gosh, I just had three great quarters. I, you know, can't believe, you know, the revenue I'm making. I can't believe the luck I'm having with this guy or wow, everything's going so well. And then what happens? Something happens, a bug comes in and then the dominoes start to fall. And so the belief blaster is a process where you literally take your bug your belief underground, and you drive it, you go to extermination. And the first part of it is really that you have to realize you've got a bug. You realize that something's not working for you in your life. And you start to take it back into decades. And you like, oh, I noticed that that's where it was. That's where it was. Then the second step after you've noticed it, after you've realized it, then the second step is being aware that, wait a second, it wasn't always that way. So let's say, Let's say that um, you are starting a business and you're like, oh, am I good enough to run a really successful business? Am I good enough? Do I have like all of the knowledge, all of the chops? Can I really do this? And you start to see like when you haven't been good enough in your past, you're like, oh no, I wasn't good enough there and I wasn't good enough. That's step one. Step two is you start to become aware that, wait a second, there have been times where I have been good enough. I can do this. I've, I've, I've done good things in my career. Then the next step is you actually write to the person that you believe, where did this all start? It's no judgment. No, you know, you're not blaming anyone. You're not shaming anybody. You're just acknowledging where did it come? And I call it the release letter. And you're just acknowledging that, hey, this is your story. This is where it came from. Oh, wait, it might've come from like when I was under 10. And then you're willing to let it go. And then the next step is I call the relaunch flip. The relaunch flip is when you flip the script, you look at it and say, you're not, you know, it's not, I'm not good enough to run this business. It's like, you know what? I am good enough. I can make this happen. I can do this. And you put together affirming thoughts around it. And then in retrain your brain, you go ahead and you record them. There is a fantastic app out there. I'm not affiliated with it. It's called think up. Think up and you record your affirmations into the phone and you listen to them throughout the day, morning, when you go to bed and there's reasons behind it. And I get involved in all of that. But over a period of 62 to 67 days, you break down your limiting thoughts. You break down those, those, those highways of, you know, that you've been building up since you were little and it completely breaks apart. It's like, you know, snipping it off. It's like pruning it from the garden. It no longer is there. And once that happens and you really can, and there's some deep ones, there are deep bugs out there. 
trust me. And there's ones that we've we now coined um, queen queen bees. Those are those really gnarly ones that once you start to see those just break apart, it changes not just your life. Like let's say it's a bug around your business, it also makes your other areas of your life just start to take off. And that's when I start to talk about manifestation and ma- becoming that magnet and and bringing in what you ultimately want. Wow. So I have to ask you, I read when I was reading about you that you were quite a bit with women in midlife. And I'm especially, I guess, because that's where I am interested in that. My kids are grown. I'm an empty nester now, but I have business. I have no intent of letting that go anytime soon. And I think especially as people are healthier and women look keeping their themselves looking, you know, it used to be, I remember when I would hear someone was a certain age, I was like, wow, that's pretty old. And now I am that age. (laughs) Isn't that true? (laughs) It really is true. It really is. But so is there any, is there something specific for women in midlife that they can do to really embrace and make the most out of these next chapters of our, of their lives, of our lives? Mm, Okay. So I just watched the show, Julia Child. And in it, you understand that this woman wrote the book on French cooking at 49. That's when it got published. I mean, when you look at midlife and I call it mid zone, when you look at it and you know that the average age that people, women are living until is about 80. So all of a sudden you start to say, all right, mid zone, midlife is 40. I mean, I got to tell you, my 40s were incredible, but my 50s are starting out gangbuster. I mean, I'm so excited. And the attitude is what it's about. It's about taking the approach of, wait a second, I have in the 3HQ model, I talk about, you, you know, with your heart, you have the strength that strength, that inner strength with your head, you got the power. They say knowledge is power. Knowledge isn't anything unless you start to use it. How are you using it? How are you leveraging it? And then you talk about higher self and the wisdom. I mean, Katie, let's talk about the wisdom that we have now. My gosh, we got a lot of wisdom. And so when you think about if you are, and I talked about the you know great resignation about people starting to want to do, they're waking up, they're like, wait, I really do want to do something that empowers myself, that empowers others. It's you know law of reciprocity, what you give, you get. I want to be able to do that. And there's many books that talk about the different times in our life and what we need as women, especially. And there is a moment where we need to start feeling like there is some purpose to what I'm doing. Yes. A lot of people don't understand even like they're hearing me and they're like, I don't even know. I don't even know what the purpose is. I'm doing it. I'm kind of feeling like, you know, my kids are, I'm empty nester. I've got my parents who are like, still, we think that we're going to get this moment of like, I don't have to, I don't have that responsibility. And yet what's happening is that you have more responsibility. You got the kids that now, you know, what are they doing and how are they still depending on you? You got your parents that are depending on you. You've got all these things that are coming in on you. And what I want to just mention, and I I have something called the why wizard. The why wizard is when, you know, we all have that, that wise woman inside of us, right? We all do. And if you ask enough of yourself, the why questions, the the why, like, why is this happening? Why am I still doing this? Why am I still willing to put up with all the BS of this company? Or why am I like still, you know, in this relationship? First level, 
yeah, you don't get too much. Second level, you start to hear some answers. You start to listen, right? You can always think about this as you go in and you ask yourself intuitively, like your intuition. And you might be somebody that you get that knowings, that knowing of your, you know, your head. I just know that's my intuition. Others get that feeling, right? I got that gut feeling or I just feel it. Others get that sense right? That's sixth sense. And that's that higher self. And so what we want to be able to do with the why wizard, with the why wise women, we want to be able to ask ourselves enough. But so many times we hear, we hear what's coming at us, but we don't really listen to the answer. We don't make changes. And I'm not talking about massive changes. You know, I'm not saying go quit your job, go, you know, go into the wild and walk around, you know, go do all these crazy, you know, eat, pray, love your life away. I'm not saying that. What I'm saying is give yourself a chance to start down that path of purpose right? You now hear all the time, the purposepreneur, you know, what is it that you're trying to do, achieve, feel that you can start right now? There's all these amazing uh, laws of the universe that we just kind of, you know, write off because, uh, you know, is there scientific data around it? Does it work? Does it not? Here's my thought. You know, I believe who knew woo could be so good for you, right? Who knew it? Why not lean into something that genuinely makes your hormones, your, your brain chemicals feel better. You start to have more dopamine as you start thinking more positively, as you help others, as you show gratitude, there's often this awesome, and I'm just going to share it with you right now. Cause it just came to my mind. There's this awesome, awesome two minute exercise that I'd love to introduce your, your audience to, if we have the time, is it cool? Okay. Yeah, let's do it. So what, so what I want is there, there's a lot of people out there talking about gratitude, like show your gratitude, be the, you know, be a, a grateful uh, leader. And how do you do that? And the way I like to say is think about, think about the things that you are grateful for right now. Just think of three things that like, really you're grateful for like, wow, I'm, I'm very lucky. Now I want you to put your right hand on your heart, right? On your heart, your left hand on your neck, where you can feel your pulse. That pulse is your heart. Can you feel it? Mm -hmm. Now I want you to, you, we now are tapped into our emotions. We're tapped into our body. I want you to use your head. Think of those things that you're truly grateful for and lean into those. And just, I, I'm not going to stop talking for 30 to 60 seconds, but that's all you need to do. And let me tell you, there is something that happens when you're connecting to your heart, your pulse, you're you know, holding your heart, you're thinking, using your head that's when you really feel like you have aligned with your 3HQ. That's what I'm talking about. That's amazing. So we're almost out of time, but I want to ask you two more things. The first is, I know you have a book coming out, so and that you have a podcast. And if people want to follow you, if they want to read your book and find out when it's available, what's the best way to keep in touch and follow you? Well, as I said to you, this is such it's kind of a exciting and absolutely freaking the life out of me day because I am submitting the book today Amazing. and it is coming out in early June. And on one hand, I'm like, this is the best thing. And the other, I'm like, oh my God, what have I done? <laughs> right? My own fears, are people going to like it? Are they going to, you know, are they going to feel connected to it? All this stuff, because I've been writing it for a year. But the way that you can connect with me is that if you pull your phone out right now and you text 55444, text 
5444 at the very top. And then in the place where you put your, your hi, how are you? Just put relaunch, just put relaunch. So you go 55444 and then type in the word relaunch and it will get you into the world of the book, which is relaunch, spark your heart to ignite your life. And it talks all about the 3HQ, talks all about the method, how to do it, how to incorporate it into not only your personal life, but your professional life. And then as you said, I do have a podcast and it's called the Relaunch Podcast. And I am so excited because uh, it really is an opportunity to share stories of people's incredible relaunches and the silver linings that again, you are where you are today because of the greatness that you have tomorrow. Fantastic. And I have to just end by asking you one final question, and you've given us so much to think about and so much great advice, but is there one piece of advice in particular that has helped you through your life and your career that you can share with us? Ooh, I should have just stopped at the earlier. (laughs) So what I would say is um, one that has really woven its way through my life. And I share a lot about the heartaches and the triumphs around it is the, um, the world today is about being visible. It's about social media. It's about getting out there. It's about like, you know, you know, being on that stage. And in order to really have a 3HQ lifestyle, in order to get to be visible, you got to be invisible first. And there are ways and successful methods in order to do that. But I'd say, you know what, be okay with being invisible to build yourself up so that when you come out and you are visible, it's the person that you really are so proud of being. Hillary, thank you. It's been an absolute pleasure to talk with you. And I really appreciate you taking the time today. Thank you. Katie, you're amazing. Thank you for having me on.